podcast sessions. My name is Julia and I'm the Chief Marketing Officer of Fashion Potluck. Today I'm in the company of Luis, the founder of Fashion Potluck. Hello. And Aurora Menezes da Silva, the couple therapist based in Amsterdam. Today we want to ask Aurora um, the most common questions uh, about breakups. Hello, Aurora. Hi. Welcome back. Hi, Wish. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> yep. Uh, last time, uh, a couple of months ago, we talked to Aurora about healthy relationships. And yeah. you guys can go back into history and listen to that podcast. And today we want to focus on a slightly different part of a relationship, which is a breakup. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the painful the end of the relationship, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Which yeah, was just one which of the reasons why contrary. I'm joining as well because you're only when I join. But uh, yeah, today we would like to have uh, two perspectives uh, on the breakups uh, from a man, from women, and also from people with different experiences, uh, tough and lighter breakups. <sighs> and let's start. Um, so our first question uh, is um, that um, sometimes people can find themselves in unhealthy relationships, but they have no strength uh, to break up. And I think it applies not only to unhealthy relationships, but to many different situations where people just have maybe a lot of things together, like a capital, or they have an unhealthy relationship, or they've just been together for so long and they cannot break up. What would you say, like, how should they go about it right right this is a very good question right and and so maybe I w- when I was thinking about this um, I was thinking about maybe what we need to start with is what are the reasons that that person in particular is finding difficult to break up the relationship right you know we might be thinking about assets they have together I mean we think about children they have together so there's a lot of entanglements in that regard but also there could be maybe that the relationship has been worn down by a lot of conflict, worn down by a lot of uh, negative interactions that maybe they feel very helpless and they're uh, tired, or it can be maybe because there's just a a lot of emotional distancing. So there's really different reasons why somebody could get to the point of not having the strength to do that, which is really understandable. But I think the reason, the place they're coming from is really what's gonna make the difference is how they're gonna go about this. But I think what's really interesting when we're coming down, and if I, I guess if I can answer your question indirectly, mm-hmm. I think a breakup is always very difficult no matter what type of relationship you are in. Mm-hmm. No matter how long you've been in this relationship and no matter how much, much dependencies, meaning how much assets you have in common, it doesn't really make a difference. I guess it, it can make a difference really, but at the core, it's always going to be difficult to end a relationship. And the assumption behind this idea is that when we fall in love with somebody and we enter a relationship, there is an emotional bond, an emotional connection we create with that person. And so this emotional connection we develop with that person, we are wired for that as humans, right? So we are uh, connecting beings and we have this capacity to connect to others. So when we're thinking about a breakup, we're breaking up not just about dividing assets, we're talking about breaking up and severing an emotional tie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's super, super but difficult. Cu- curious, curious, though, because the, uh, did you say that, but at the same time, uh, from my feeling, I remember I had this relationship, uh, my longest relationship ever, and uh, there were two aspects, even though we had moved together, we had uh, uh, purchased, uh, I mean, the whole thing was, was, it was literally like the beginning of a couple life and we had not married, but it was pretty much the same thing. 
this relationship lasted over five years. And um, there's a comfort zone. The, uh, the, so there's, uh, it becomes, for me at least, it became habitual. Like I literally became, uh, you know, everything day to day was day to day. Sex was, you know, uh, there and uh, we had some uh, connections. So we, so for us, for me specifically, I wanted to break up because I knew that this relationship was not, it was not somebody that I could see myself like, you know, going forward, like being married or what have you. Uh, but I felt that because I was already together with her for five years, that maybe I should stick to it. So there was in addition to like the yes, yeah, it's it's almost investment. yeah, it's almost like yeah, it's kind of like that. Like a, yeah. so we had already invested emotionally, we had already invested monetarily into actually yeah. moving together, doing the whole paperwork, what have you. So what what was this uh, strike that like made you made you go? Yeah, I, I I basically in my brain uh, and actually in action, I literally um, I tried it several times. I tried to break up several times, and I would always go back and and, and you know and, and and go back on my on my decision because then I would think, well, that's gonna be talking with her parents, like the the cost of breaking up. Uh, seem higher than than to sticking with the comfort zone. Right, um, right. And since we already, we, you know, we had a, we had like what you mentioned right now, we had a bond, we had a, uh, 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 an emotional tie. Then to me, it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know what? Let's honestly, I just thought, I just remember this right now. My apologies uh, <laughs> for talking so much, but I just remember this right now. Um, I would actually give myself deadlines. I would say, okay, Luis, okay, so your birthday's coming up. But uh, yeah. so that's not a good time to break up. But uh, let's break up. I want at, <laughs> yeah, but let's break up at the end of the month because then, then that's it. You know, you thought about it so many times, and then the end of the month would come, and I would be like, uh, no, let's let's. Uh, it's winter. Let's yeah, make the summer. Yeah, let's, winter let's, blues. Yeah, yeah, and then, and then it would keep going. So yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you, you know, if, if anybody, if your experience has been different with with. Uh, um, with uh you know your professional experience with uh-huh. the people that you work with but uh to me that's that was one of the main issues so it, I, I guess this is a really good point because i asked as you're asking me this question what really comes to mind is your experience plus all the other experience i've observed with other people and there's never a one uh place where people come from when they want to break up and therefore there's no always a you know, they're always not going to land in the same place after the breakup. But I guess what I hear you say is that there's there have been comfortability in a relationship. There has been something in a relationship that has made you wonder and question the relationship per se. There was a lot of comfortability, but there is maybe something that I would say that was not meeting what you needed. That's, there's a level of something happening in a relationship I would... Uh, and obviously, I don't want to dwell. But I know how much privacy you want to keep in that. I don't know what. Maybe we can have a live session right here. <laughs> but it sounds like if, if one is thinking about breaking up and uh, and uh, there's a lot of comfort, there 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 is something in a relationship that is not fulfilling uh, that person. There's something in a relationship that's not fulfilling that making you consider that. Hmm. And I'm wondering if there has been times in your relationship where you and she. Uh, when you and her really talked about that, where you say, you know what, I don't know if this makes sense to you, but I, I just, before even talking about breaking up, or br- even before breaking up, is talking about breaking up. They're talking about, you know, I have this feeling 
that I want to break up with you, but then I feel this, 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 and I'm attached to you, I'm attached to the house. This, these are important things. We need safety as humans. So the comfort is not something we should just say, oh, I was, we need comfort. That's one of our basic needs. But it's more about how do we go about having these conversations that really makes a difference. Do you feel the same? Do you, do you think about that? Um, I don't know where it comes from. Just really opening the discussion how would you, that's, um, you know, uh, one of the questions of follow to your comment right now is like, um, so when I look at myself back then, I realized that in hindsight, that I was not emotionally mature enough to actually think about, you know, what you just mentioned right now. Uh, what would you say to people that are like in this in a similar spot as it was back then? Because right now I would totally say, yeah, like I, I've come through this. I know that the best thing to do is sit exactly. down, put the cards on the table. About it. And that's the good thing about breaking up as well is that you also have these warning moments. That's super important. But I think there's also the assumption when you enter the relationship, you enter some sort of emotional contract, right? So it's like, you know, you sign up for this. So the, the assumption, and, and then when you first start, you're in love, you really like this person, you can, and then you imagine your life with them. So at some point, there's these mixed feelings that, okay, why am I feeling this way? Why am I not feeling it? Why am I not okay with this? It's like, you're kind of almost, I'm breaking the contract. I'm, so I'm doing something wrong. I mm -hmm. should be feeling okay. I should be, this. and that's really a huge pressure for us as humans or as people for anybody, I guess. But the reality is it's impossible to live in a constant state of happy in a relationship. And if we don't open the opportunities to accept that conflict and disconnection and desire to not be in a relationship is normal and is going to happen, then we're going to freak out and we're going to hide away and we're going to put give ourselves deadlines to have these conversations. <laughs> it's going to be painful, right? But it, it is really it is really normal. It's it's it's, it's unrealistic. So think about, for example, work. Do you, not a, nowadays we don't do that, maybe in the 50s you would have work from when you were 18 until you were in the 50, until you're 50, until you retire. Nowadays we don't have this consistency. We're always in the flow, in the movement, and relationships are the same way. You know, we're always growing as well. We're always more mature. So the relationship with the other person is going to be in a different place. Hmm. So it's these open conversations, accepting that, you know, this is a weird feeling and... I know maybe it's not okay, it doesn't feel okay, but I'm having these feelings. Are you having these feelings? Are you happy where we are? And this is super tough conversations to have, especially if you are in a relationship where you don't have space for that. So if you're in a relationship with high conflict, so if you're in a relationship where you don't feel heard, so if you're in a relationship where maybe the other person is, feels very threatened and volatile, so it, it really becomes even harder to bring these conversations to the table because you don't have as a safety to do oh, that. What if your partner doesn't feel the same way? How not to be afraid to hurt them with this? Yeah, that's a very good question. But on the other hand, I always have this, I do say this for my couples, even if you don't think about it, the energy exists in a relationship. The energy is there. If there's a feeling that of this, it's going to come across as a feeling of disconnection, that maybe you don't talk about it, but then your behaviors are going to reflect that. Maybe you're not as invested. Maybe you don't notice that you're doing these things. Maybe you're not as engaged. Maybe you pull back emotionally. Maybe you do other points. So there's ways in which we're always communicating something. In I, actually, Julia, would you just ask right now again, uh, um, 
uh, reminded me of something. <laughs> bringing bringing traumas onto the table. Um, no, so what? So yeah, so because this is <laughs> so this this so one like example. Life appointment <laughs> of Louise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it has, um, yeah, this cannot be my, my therapy session, of course. But the, uh, but so I mentioned this this, this experience, this relationship that I had that lasted you know for over five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was another relationship that I had in which actually she wanted to break up with me uh-huh. and uh and this in hindsight uh also uh i brings a question that i still have not answered and this was uh to myself i'm not sure if listeners would also have a uh, uh, similar situations i remember that when she she's the one that brought it up she's like i want to break up and then did she say why um, it was a long time ago. No, it wasn't actually. Uh, she didn't really. She couldn't exactly say the reason why it was. She just said that she needed, um, you know, yeah. I think she needed new experiences. She wanted to test out different things, uh, just in relationship wise. And then I remember I told her, but I don't want us to break up. Like, mm-hmm. I, can we try it? Can we actually? Can we try to find a solution for this? Can we like give it another try? What do you What do you think about the situations like when when the, when one of the of the because generally it's very classic to see it like you know we see it on, on television or movies television Jesus, uh, but the, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> but no, it's just because like, actually I got surprised yesterday. My neighbors were watching television. I was like, well, anyways, point being. Uh, Point being that, you know, media teaches you that, that people say you want to break up and everybody's like, oh, and then everybody goes and cries and this is fine. But what happens when the other person says, hey, I don't want this to break up. Can we give it a try? That's, right. that's all that I, that's, I, I find that's way more com- common. Maybe because I'm a really? therapist uh, and I guess when people come in to me is because they're at the crisis moment. And oftentimes uh, there is one person in a relationship who is thinking about breaking up or separation or divorce. Um, and and I, I guess if they come in to, for, to do something about it, obviously somebody comes in and they're like, okay, I'm here because my partner doesn't know they want to move. They are not able to move on. So they tell me this in our individual sessions, of course, and I'm here just to help him or her do that. And other people say, I'm confused, super typical, super, I mean, uh, common is that people say, I don't know why I want to break up. I just don't, I have this feeling. I just, you know, I don't know why. I just don't want to be in a relationship. And that's really where I, that's why I, where I come in. And I, (laughs) and I try to understand uh, what, how the relationship has been for each of them, how each of them have been experienced. Uh, their relationship and how each of them have been um, communicating. And oftentimes when I start having these conversations with them, I start understanding, seeing there has been a pattern in their relationship that has been created throughout the years where it has led to some emotional disconnection. And the emotional disconnection comes from the sense of not having maybe their emotional needs being met somehow. And uh, that then people don't know how to say, talk about that. They don't understand that you can still love somebody and feel disconnected and feel yeah. like you don't want to yeah. be in a relationship. Um, and, and, and oftentimes in those processes, uh, we talked about, ah, okay, I get you. So maybe when you don't feel that 
there's space in your relationship, maybe for example, let's pick up on your example. Do you feel like maybe you can express yourself or maybe that you need more individual time or maybe that you want to travel more and you feel somehow held back by the relationship? Sure. That's your own sense of needing something. And maybe the other person gets a little bit scared when you want to have more freedom and then maybe they get a little bit anxious and then maybe they say, oh yeah, maybe we can do that. Or maybe they ignore what you're saying and they know that's important for you. So then you feel disconnected and you end up feeling stuck. This can be a, a, a kind of a, yeah, I you know, let's think about an example, right? And so we kind of start understanding that the relationship is more really a, a dynamic. There's a dynamic in the relationship where people become stuck and they do not, they don't know how to talk about it. Mm -hmm. They just start growing these feelings of disconnection. And uh, from her, like talking about the same example from her side, when she already decided, I want to break up, do you think she should give it a, a try, even if she made a decision already herself? Well, I, I'm always very cautious when I say, what to use the word should. I don't think people sh should or not should. I think people, I think there's an obligation somehow, I guess emotionally speaking, or a responsibility, I would pay more responsibility than obligation to really, when you want to break up, to have that conversation with your partner, right? And sometimes I use this expression with the couples I see, like when you guys decided to enter the relationship, it was not one person saying, I want to marry you, I want to be in a relationship with you, and the other person's like, okay. No, they decide together to be in a relationship. So the breakup is the same process. It's a process of deciding it together. So I think what people could try to do is have a conversation about it. You know, I think before the breakup is really understanding, helping the other person understand why they want to break up, themselves understanding why they want to break up and have a conversation about it to really help them also to break up. These conversations are super important for mm -hmm. that emotional, because if you think about what, what I was mentioning earlier, that a relationship is representing, there's an emotional, uh, an emotional bond, an attachment. When you are separating, you are severing that tie, emotionally speaking. And that's something that is painful no matter what. So these conversations of breaking up help people to do that. It might be that after these conversations, people decide, you know what, maybe, maybe I need more things to explore, more time to explore. Mm -hmm. Maybe some people start talking about it. I have, a couple, I have couples who talked about the breakup and, the, and when they talk about the breakup, then they, they decide, okay, we don't want to break up, but you, we want these things in our relationship to be different. Yeah, and that's the point also they come for couples therapy because something in the relationship, the dynamic, have allowed them to be stuck, mm -hmm. to be stuck and they're not able to move forward and maybe with those new changes. And sometimes people decide just to break up because yeah. they just don't want to anymore. Okay, and going to that, talking about breakups a little bit, when you actually made a decision to break up, how should one deal with it? How, like starting with the basics, like do you even believe like in the breakup stages that everyone talks about? I don't well, know they, what they, those do. I they, don't know the grief, the denial, the denial, the, oh yes, yes, the grieving process. Yeah, yeah, yeah like there are like five stages, I don't really follow yeah, the them. The I'm grieving sure process, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, I do believe, I do see that happening. I think that's super important. So if you think about again, the actually, the actually that I don't want to break up is a denial process. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the denial process is more when it's rejection. <laughs> rejection of the idea. Yeah, we're still yeah. together. <laughs> <laughs> we go 
go out for dinner tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving out tonight. <laughs> Can we still go out for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> there is mysterious enough. Let's come on. Let's Tears are coming down right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> but okay, like, but still, like, how, how actually should uh, one deal with the breakup? Going through the stages, how how long is the healing process and uh, how do people go through it? So it, it really depends on so many different factors. It depends on individual characteristics. It, upon, it depends on uh, the characteristics of the relationship. Was this a tumultuous relationship or is it a chill relationship? So that has a huge impact. It also depends on how much social support you have around you. Depends on also on uh, where you are in your own individual process. How much do you, how much hope or not do you have for the relationship? It also depends on your own commitment, you know, um, because different types of relationships uh, require somehow some more of com some more commitment. And sometimes the commitment is what holds, and that has to do also with personal beliefs, what holds maybe people a little bit longer together to give them some extra space to work on things, you know, and I think that's also an interesting aspect. But hope seems to be a super important aspect. When people lose hope in the idea that the relationship can be better and the idea that things can improve for them, that the relationship can be what they need, it's really, really hard for people to shift from that. And so it does take two to be able to do that. It might be that there's so many different scenarios, but I think what's maybe going to the original question, I think that you're asking, okay, what is, what is this whole grieving process? What does that look like? I think the most important thing before, and I think I was touching on this earlier, before we get to this grieving process, because it's not it's not just simple as to say, okay, I'm going to break up, the other person's like, okay, and then they cry, and then they're like, and then we're breaking up. There's kind of a pre-stage, if you will, which is what I was touching on earlier, which are, which is, what is, how do, what is coming up for you when you want to break up? Where, where, where are you coming from? Where is the place you're coming from? Where, 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 is, where are the feelings and thoughts that, is uh, where is this coming from? Or is it something that you need in your life? Is you feeling? And I think it's really important that when people think about the breaking up, that they also explore that and then find friends and family that they can talk about it, they can talk it through, that they can understand a little bit more what's happening for them. I think that's super important. And I think the next step is really super important to talk to your partner about this, being very honest, because the the, the openness is really what's going to help help both of you go into this grieving process, which is a normal stage. But as you go through it, it really depends on these conversations. And so it's kind of a little bit what I was talking about here. So you thought, okay, I feel this way. I don't or I don't feel connected anymore, or I don't have any more hope. Do you feel this way? It's just really being open about it. And sometimes for some people, this conversa the conversation with their partner is really what solidifies the decision either do it or not do it. And once you do it, you know, going back to what Julia said uh, before what she asked, uh, uh, I'm reminded, and this, this is an experience that's not mine, but uh, um, so I took an Uber once, I was going to, to the airport and uh, started talking to with the Uber driver and he was telling me that uh, he broke up with his girlfriend, but that it was so hard for him that he, this is to me, this is kind of weird actually, just uh, when I heard this, that his his girlfriend helped him get over the breakup, which to me wow. would be would be uh, almost impossible because mm -hmm. you end up having like sex revival sessions and it's like uh, you never let go. Like uh, so, when you break up with somebody, do you like do you consider that what's healthier, just like a clean 
breakup just okay we're not gonna see each other again like at least for like a year uh what would you recommend like for especially you know we're not even going to the possessive type of guys that are like you know they want to be there but but just in general like in general terms what's healthier just like a clean breakup let's not yeah. talk to each other is it healthy to keep in touch with your or eyes? is it healthy to keep in touch yeah i, th I think this I, I would go for your uber driver story if his girlfriend Let's think about a relationship, right? Bef right before things got a little bit more difficult or right before you start thinking about breaking up, there was a time in your relationship where you felt happy, otherwise you would not be in a relationship, right? And so there's a bond and there is a connection and there has been a connection in good times. And really when we're thinking about breaking up, breaking up and a healthy breaking up is also honoring those experiences you had yourself as an individual if you don't want to consider a person in your life. You don't want to look back in your life how many five years you had, 10 doesn't matter how long the relationship was and think like, oh, I wasted my time, right? Because that's really unrealistic. Of course, there were difficult moments or maybe there were not difficult moments, but maybe there are reasons that led you to want to end a relationship. But there's also a lot of beauty and there was a lot of love and connection at some points in the relationship, right? And I think one thing that I find super, super important is when, when we're talking about love and connection, there's also a level of basic respect, I think, that is needed when breaking up for the other, just another human being. You know, this is tough for you. This is tough for both it's tough for both parties. Just because somebody's breaking up, it doesn't mean they're like, oh, jumping around and happy they're doing. It's super, super tough, right? So I think what's really important is that people really help each other do this. And, and when I'm talking about the pre-stage of the grieving, this is really what I'm touching on, is really having these honest conversations, helping the other person move along, you know? And there's gonna be moments where the person who doesn't want to break up, they're gonna be in denial, meaning they're gonna to try to keep their relationship, they're gonna to try to advocate why the, the other person should stay, they're gonna uh, try to show that they can change if there are changes that they think they need because there's a huge sense of failure and guilt for that person, super normal. And that person needs to go through that process. That's normal, right? It doesn't mean you have to always be holding, you know, Holding their, holding their hands, you know, you can still be like there and supportive. That person also is going to need their own um, social support. They know yeah. you their friends or family. They need maybe psychological uh, support so they can understand what's happening to them. But when you just, it's a clean cut, then it just feel it doesn't make sense to me that people would do that at all. It doesn't make sense to me at all. Yeah, you can be there. You can help them understand where you're coming from. You can help them process how things are feeling for them. And that also helps you if you're the one who wants to break up, to break up the relationship, you know? Uh, and so it is a process. And as you're doing this, you're kind of, that's the process. This is how you move along in the grieving process. Because both, if both people are not in agreement with breaking up, you're going to be in different stages of the breakup. You know, if somebody really wants to break up, if somebody is really set in stone in that, they've already done, they've already done the grieving process mm -hmm. during the relationship. Oh, wow. They already have done that. They've already mourned this relationship. And they're already in the stage of acceptance. The other person who got the news mm -hmm. are just starting the process, right? And this is super important. People understand you're going to be in different stages. Of course, if the person is going to really if the person is maybe possessive or maybe feel that some people are really totally caught off guard, they're not expecting it, that's going to be super painful for your partner. 
So you still hanging. You can get the news during your birthday. <laughs> it's not that it comes totally as a surprise. You know, what I observe people thinking is like they start thinking, they didn't expect maybe the breakup, but they knew things were not okay. Yeah. But it doesn't make things easier nonetheless. Yeah, so should they keep in touch with their exes or not? I mean, in some cases, maybe they it's uh, unavoidable, but uh, is it easier not to see and hear the person, the ex? Why would you not keep in touch with them? Um, I don't know. You know, it's like, I, uh, uh, I don't, I think it depends on where you are. And it's not a, I don't think it's a clean cut answer that I can give you guys, because it really depends on where you are in the process. And if the person, you know, I'm imagining, you know, if you want to break up with your partner is not accepting and they're not able to move on, there's going to be a process a time in this process that you will need to draw the line to help them move forward. And maybe you need to be more firm and clear and still keep the lines open, but maybe, because sometimes what I need to notice when people want to break up, they feel guilty and then they are unclear. This is what I find less helpful. They they say, oh, when I break up, and they minimize it. They kind of try to soften. I don't think that's helpful at all. I think you can still be there and be supportive, but be really clear and where you're coming from. And those are two different things. Julie, I'm not sure if this is where you're going, but uh, I just, you know, your, 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 your insistence in asking this, I'm wondering, I mean, this this is considering what you're mentioning, Aurora, has to do with a relationship that was healthy. Mm-hmm. If you if you're letting go of a uh, an abusive relationship, uh, if you're letting go of a conflicting yeah. relationship, then it would be better, correct, to just like, yes. like let it stop it and then that's it. I think if you're coming from an abusive relationship where uh, you feel scared of your partner, where your partner might tend to be physically aggressive. Uh, where you actually are scared of your partner, I think it is better to have a clear cut and stop the contact for your safety. I totally agree. It was not necessarily what I meant. Just like looking at one of our friends who is undergoing a divorce right now, and he is in the process of healing um, from from this uh, unhealthy relationship. It wasn't abusive, but it was just unhealthy, which happens. And uh, his ex sometimes just like drops in like message, nothing romantic, but just a message. And it kind of shakes him from the healing process. Like he, it disturbs the process. So that's why I'm asking maybe in some cases it's easier not to, not to keep in touch, just to, to heal from it, not to be like reminded of it all the time. I think that also speaks to something else, which is sometimes when we go through these things, we don't know how we're going to react. So it's mm-hmm. about your friend's example. Maybe he didn't know that maybe receiving messages from her at this point, it would be difficult for him. Maybe in two years time, it won't be as hard. And I think that's why it's important when people feel that creates a certain level of uncomfortability that they speak to the other person about this, that they set some limits and say, you know, um, I need, I, I want to keep contact. Let's imagine, for example, imagine maybe he doesn't want cut off completely i want to keep contact with you but within these limits you know and mm-hmm. when you do this to me or when you send me this message in a specific way it doesn't help me and i don't want to cut off from you but i also need my space so please please don't text me about this or if you need this call me contact me during these times so this is another part of the process of breaking up with couples so we're talking about the emotional side but when you go through this process of breaking up and people are on the same page there is there is a need for people to somehow agree how they're going to move on and yeah. how they're going to treat each other yeah. after the breakup. And that's really important because things like you're talking about maybe would not happen. You know, it's, it's kind of the, we, we kind of have a, a common narrative or common 
uh, yeah, common never common story of okay, this is what happened to us. This is what led for this to happen, and this is how we're going to move forward together. Yeah. This is super important when we have kids and yeah. we have assets, all the things you guys mentioned at the beginning of the conversation, because then you have clarity of the boundaries, right? You can still be in touch with your ex, you can still be friendly, but the relationship is not the same. Before there was an emotional dependency in a good way, emotional connection. There was this relationship that you guys need each other emotionally. Mm -hmm. Now maybe you need each other because you're co-parenting. Maybe now you need each other because you are you have some assets in, in common, you have some business entanglements, yeah? Or maybe now you're just an acquaintance, you have friends in common. We don't know, right? But the, the, the limits depends on how, how much you have in common. But what's really important is the relationship is a different type of relationship. It can still be friendly, but you need to have some set, set up some limits. Some contracts. Yeah. Some, some, some agreements post yeah. breakup yeah. Yeah, that, you, that you bring to the table, you make them mm -hmm. specifically you make clear. It and clear yeah. and, and talk about it, you know. Yeah. So if you have about kids, talking about shooters is super important. Couples do oh, that very well. That's yeah, very that's different. a little bit different because what people do oftentimes here is that they go for mediation and it's in a contract. But if you don't have these types of responsibilities, it, it is still important that you have this conversation with the ex. Okay, mm -hmm. if you have friends in common, how are we going to address our friends? And sometimes people don't know. So just sometimes they need to fill it out and say, okay, you know, I felt this way, I was thinking about this, and I think I need this to happen this way. Are you okay with that? Mm -hmm. Or And people have a conversation. But this is super hard sometimes because if you're talking about relationship, maybe that was a help you or have tons of conflict, but it's not always easy to have this ability to do that. That's why yeah. sometimes people, once they go over the grieving process, they come down and they accept things for what they are, then they're able to have some of these conversations. Okay. There is um, slightly, slightly changing uh, the topic. I definitely answered uh, my questions. Um, there is an opinion, not my opinion, I just heard it several out there. times. <laughs> yeah, out there. I think it's a common uh, thing to assume. Um, that you can only get over your ex when you start having feelings to someone else. Do, oh, really? you, do you agree with that? Or what do you think about it? Because I think many people have this misconception. And even recently I was talking to an acquaintance of mine and she had the same opinion. So maybe it's important to answer this misconception finally. <laughs> Well, that's really interesting. I think what I, well, getting over meaning to uh, let go of the loving feelings. Uh, of, I just uh, actually, just like go I, had, I, had, I had this sort of, God, it sounds like I'm a uh, <laughs> <laughs> part, part of my soul out here. But uh, uh, there, was, there was this one time um, that I broke up and I remember uh, I was really like, I was really in pain. And... Um, and you know, one of my best friends, uh, she told me she's like, Luis, just yeah. I remember this one time, this one party. If you, this girl, I know, I know her. She already told me she's into you. Uh, if you don't kiss her, if you don't make out with her, like or at least at least kiss her, try something tonight. Then I'm gonna be really upset with you because she she was really yeah. intent on me. Uh, uh, in her mind, I needed to get together with another girl in order to forget 
uh, or at least like this. I think this is a bit different. Uh, well, I thought she was kind of extreme, but but it's, uh, it's quite extreme. But lot, I don't think it will make you feel better. Like one night stand, I don't think it will make you feel better. You're like on the well, there's a one night stand, but speaking to the point of what, maybe that the idea that you hear from one once once you get somebody else, I guess speaks to the. So I was more talking about the feelings, like oh, when you okay. actually because it's really hard to actually develop into someone else after you broke up. Right. But yeah. I, I but my acquaintance was also telling me that uh, yeah when I started f- having feelings to someone else then for someone else. so so for yeah, someone yeah. else but so it's actually developing a full relationship with somebody else it doesn't mean a relationship but feelings you know you just can just be dating this might not go anywhere but just you start yeah, like having attraction yeah liking like somebody. liking someone oh. more, in a more serious uh, way than just for well, that's complicated yeah. I think it's I, I'm not surprised to hear that because if you think about again the, the assumption is when you fall in love with somebody, you create an emotional bond. Even when you break up, it's not that you're done and say, oh, you still have memories. Exactly. You, uh, you go to a place and you remember that relationship. Uh, you go, um, uh, you, you, know, you smell pictures. the perfume, yeah. you see the pictures, and you say, ah, I remember this all. So it, it, it's, this is super human and normal. And, and, and I think it's really understanding this is normal, that's important. And, and if you think about, we, I don't think, again, we're not wired for just like wiping people out of our lives. That's not how we function as human beings. We create connections, we create emotions, we attach to things. And it's really important that we give it space and understand, wow, that was beautiful. There was this part of the relationship that although it didn't ended up the way that I wanted, or maybe we ended up breaking up, that I, sh- I cherish. And this is, I think this is very important to preserve those moment, memories. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why the breakup is important also to be taken care of. So that when you have these memories, it's not like uh, negative. It's like, oh, wow, that was a part of my life that I cherished, that I remember with, although it was painful, but I remember with, with, with love. And I'm so grateful that I learned, this is the other person, that I learned this and that from this relationship, that I learned this and that from this person. And this is what I learned about myself. This is super important. And so these are not things that's just going to go away. And, and it's normal to miss the other person. It's normal to feel like, oh, did I do the right thing? And, and these are part of the process. Uh, is there, like, is it healthy to go from one relationship to another relationship right away? Well, if you have done your healing process and you feel like you're ready to enter another relationship, I think this is a... a I don't know the answer to this question. I don't think there's a, a straightforward that I say, oh no, it's not okay. I think it's more about, I would imagine if you end a relationship and if you uh, learned about yourself and you look at this relationship and you say, I'm in peace with it, I'm okay with it, I've learned ABCD, this is what I would like to see different about myself moving into a relationship. Mm-hmm. This is how I would like my next relationship to be. I think that sounds like a good place to enter a new relationship. Well, sometimes a new relationship is a reason for the breakup as well, right? Excuse me? Sometimes a new relationship can be a reason for the breakup of the... Well, that, that's a whole new... Uh, topic. <laughs> that's a whole new podcast over there. <laughs> I agree, actually. Uh, yeah, because that's, that talks about infidelity, that talks about, uh, you know, the grieving process uh, happening in a relationship for the longest time. It's really, uh, really interesting. Yeah, but sometimes people do that. They end the relationship because they enter a new relationship and then they find themselves in the same pickle that they were before because they didn't work anything. 
<laughs> true, true. Yeah. And I guess in that case, we could also talk about maybe for our next podcast about polyamory and other. Uh, that would be interesting. Uh, absolutely. You know, yeah, make sure other formats that are available as well, open relationships. Which is different from when we're talking about affairs, you know, because we're talking about polyamorous and different types of configurations of relationship. There's an underlying contract of how those relationships is. Monogamy implies fidelity for most partners, until, mm. unless otherwise specified, and people say we want to be in an open relationship. So if you don't talk about that, there's always in our society, nowadays, the assumption of monogamy, it, there's assumption for fidelity and exclusivity. So that's yeah, why it so. becomes, becomes a bit more complicated. But... Um, but sometimes, actually, I would say that sometimes the... Uh, the urge to actually end a relationship is because you want to, you know, sexually experiment other possibilities and other, you know, just have other experiences in general. And uh, yeah, maybe in those cases might be interesting to enter into those discussions as to what other types of relationships, uh, what, what, how can you actually change the contract without necessarily, uh, uh, you know, calling it you know, over. I mean, that depends from person to person, but yeah, you're right. That's a different, a whole different podcast. Yeah. And everything comes down to with breaking up, with shifting a contract and relationship to affairs, to any, all comes down to open and honest communication and to be really uh, straightforward about things. And sometimes when people enter these, they don't really understand their own feelings and that's normal, right? The assumption is things are going to be a certain way and we're not going to break up or we're going to be exclusive. And then life happens and things are different and then you quit, grow and then you meet new people and then you just, then life happens really. I don't know how else to explain is it, Then it is reality. And then you have different needs and then, you know, and then you need to somehow be able to reconcile that in your current relationships. And sometimes your partner is able to move along with you and sometimes he is or she is not and that's okay. But I think it's how we go about that as humans and how much respect and consideration we have to the other person that really makes a difference. You know, it doesn't have to be nasty to break up, you know, you know, it's, it's painful of in itself. And if you can minimize that and be respectful uh, as much as you can within the limits of, of that, what it looks like. Is it possible to stay friends uh, with your ex-boyfriend or girlfriend? I think it is possible to become, to, to stay friendly. I don't, I don't know. Maybe some people do become friends where they can still have that friendship and that emotional connection. Uh, and if people want to do that, I think it, it, is, it is fine. I don't think there's a right wrong, wrong way to do it. I know of people who do that and I know of people who uh, that relationship they had doesn't allow that to happen. It also has to do with the type of relationship yeah. that yeah. person where they are in life. So it really depends. There's not a right or wrong way to do it. Okay. But I can, maybe if I can pick up on your question, because when you're when you're talking about oh guys are more oblivious, they want comfort zone, and women are more attentive to the relationship. Yeah, that's such a reality, but yeah, yeah. But I think maybe it speaks to something more generic that sometimes I think and sometimes I, I, I also read about is that I think in our society we really don't know how to take care of our relationships, um, and I think also more recent uh, more recent research on relationships really. Uh, uh, talks about different things we can do, but I don't think we really understand that things uh, are go up and down, and that it's super common in the, even in a happy relationship to have disconnect moments of disconnection. And because of that, we don't know how to men and women or partners doesn't need to be men or to, to women doesn't or to men doesn't really or multiple men and multiple women doesn't need to come from this matter configuration. But I guess we don't really know how to cherish and create space and understand relationships. I think 
still the idea of they got together and were happily ever after, which is super, super seen in movies yeah. since the 80s. Or we're like the, the outcomes of the 80s, like Disney World mentality. These messages are getting ingrained in us that like we are not prepared sometimes to deal with difficult feelings. And so then we feel guilty or we feel ashamed or we try to hide them away from the other person instead of like bringing it up to the table or do you feel this way? It doesn't feel this way. This is weird. And sometimes some of these conversations are learning points and, movement, and moments for that relationship to grow and maybe for these people to stay together and be able to to reconfigurate the relationship they have they had or though they have to become something that fits, fits both of them mm-hmm. okay yeah i think we we in this podcast we managed to cover <laughs> some part uh, some part of this big topic of course it's not everything and uh, if our listeners ask us questions in the comments of the podcast we will definitely refer to aurora to get the answers Uh, and from this podcast, I believe that we got one important uh, advice that in in the, in case of a breakup, it's always important to talk to your partner, mm-hmm. being open and sincere. Yeah. It's very important. But what would be your uh, last advice uh, to our listeners who are undergoing a breakup right now, or they they've been they've gone through hard breakups? What would be your like last piece of advice? I think what I would say to people is that they, it's for them to allow themselves the space to feel a lot of different feelings. And sometimes they're going to be mixed. Right? You can feel a sadness and you're going to feel anger and then you're going to miss the person. They're going to be really not a clean-cut feeling. And allow themselves the space for that to happen. And uh, try to feel those feelings. Do not suppress them. They'll go out there and pretend you don't that you're over it and then you're fine when you're not fine. If you're fine, you're fine. If you're not fine, you're not fine. <laughs> so just really, just really stay with that and and seek people that really uh, can be supportive. Yeah. Seek people who can give you the space to feel your feelings. That they're not pressuring you to get into the next relationship or get the next pint and the you know and kind of get you know drown yourself in alcohol or whatever to get over it. When you do that, you're not allowing yourself space to feel the feelings, but also you're not allowing yourself to understand and to learn from your from yourself and from this relationship. Mm-hmm. And so then if you don't do that, then you don't have a, a kind of a sense of closure for yourself. You know, a sense of like, okay, I understand how I feel. I, I went through all of this. This is what I've learned from this experience, you know. And then you can close that chapter feeling that you know what happened to you. You know what happened in your relationship. Yeah, I think it's a very good advice. Thank you, Aurora. You're welcome. Thank and you so much. I hope, I hope my point of view as a guy was some type of uh, my comments good were insight. more good insights. Were I hope definitely so. good insights. It was very, thank you very much <laughs> for representing the, the male kind. I did not represent the, guy, the male species for sure. No, but Aurora, thank you. It was great having you back. It was thank really you. nice. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Aurora, for being here. Thank you, Luis, for being here. And I think that we have still so many topics together that maybe there will be like a third part of our podcast with Aurora. Yeah, so please, guys, leave your questions about breakups or anything about relationships for that matter, and we'll make sure to approach Aurora um, next time uh, as well. Yeah, perfect. Thank you for everyone for listening, and till till next episodes. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Cheers.